All right, welcome everybody. It's another edition of the Sports Hole. I'm your host, Luke. As always, we got XFL Jim and Maddie Goldberg. What is up, guys? What's going what? on, everybody? What is up, everybody? Just saying, everybody, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe and leave a great iTunes review. I guess Hell that's yeah. you got you always got to do that before a podcast, right? That's right. Yes, yeah, smart. Yeah, the marketing. Yeah, we gotta we gotta start focus on marketing and that's uh, called networking, you know, heavy influencing, networking. getting it out yeah. there. Yeah, networking, all that good stuff. A lot of a lot of great stuff to get to today. We'll start with the biggest story of the day: Simone Biles pulled out of uh, the Olympic team event for the U.S. Uh, some are praising her as a hero. Some are not. Uh, guys, where do you stand with Simone Biles pulling out of uh, pulling out of the uh, uh, gymnastics event for, team event for mental health purposes? So I read some articles on this. So she had some issues when she was doing uh, the vault, where she she was talking about she didn't know where she was going to land when she did the vault, like in the middle of it while she was midair, and that kind of freaked her out a little bit. So she's. She was uh, apparently in like not the mental state that she feels like she wants to be to compete. So like, I don't know. Athletes probably know their body, especially Olympic athletes probably know their body. The most people they, she wants to take some time off for mental health, give her a couple of days. This is weird. It's a weird Olympics for everybody. Cause I know she usually has her parents there like helping her out too. And they can't be there. So it, it's a weird Olympics. I'll, 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 I'll definitely give it to her. Um, Maddie, I, go, I feel you're I, not going to be so, so, uh, uh, accepting of this. Well, I go <laughs> back and forth. I've been thinking about this all day and I kind of see what other people think, you know, try to get like what other people there just of it and try to like get both perspectives. I don't know what the hell is going on. I mean, I just hope that there's not a trend that this is like, to market yourself or brand yourself because you look like, you know, she's a hero now. And therefore it's like doing this is more lucrative in my opinion than actually winning gold medals because everybody likes a story like this. And then everybody's going to coddle her and everybody's going to be like, Hey, do this endorsement and this and this, and you're a hero for not, you know, going through it. And I get the mental illness. I have mental illness. I was a stand-up comic. I was nervous every show to the point sometimes of being sick of like just not having fun all day. So I totally understand that. I just felt it weird with the other girl who plays tennis because as soon as she dropped out, she's on every magazine cover. She's like on social media. And I'm like confused because I'm like, look, I'm all for this. If you're like, I want to be a normal kid. And I want to be a normal 18 or 19 year old. And I'm all for that. But to like build your brand this way is a little strange, but maybe I'm being very, very insensitive here. So you think well, it's think, just a shrewd marketing ploy? I, I don't know. Files already has a brand though. Like she already has. Like, right. She's, she's already possibly got the greatest women at, female athlete of all time. This, this is going to set her up for life because now it's like, okay, now we're going to make you the poster child of mental health, the advocacy of like what's going on, that sports is 
not the end all. And thank you for showing that, that winning isn't the most important thing and taking care of yourself. I mean, this is like, this is big business, you know? And maybe I'm really insensitive but saying that, but when we, we've seen two people do this already, now it seems to be like a trend, you know? Or maybe maybe I'm, I'm being totally wrong here and maybe the tennis girl, I forget her name. Naomi maybe, Osaka. Maybe she's paving the way. That's a good thing. Maybe there's a lot of athletes that are so sick and so nervous to perform. And there's like, thankfully, somebody dropped out and said, I don't want to deal with this because it's too much on me. And maybe that's great. I don't know yet. I really don't know. But it was a very. I will give move. you got it. You got to admit, though. I mean, if you can't, this is, you know, performing uh, a vault uh yeah. you'll you could die if you don't of course. that correctly especially with her like the yeah. judges were even not giving they the judges were not giving her credit for difficulty because they didn't want other people to attempt it because what she's doing is so dangerous and so uh groundbreaking i mean yeah. she is See, just a goliath in this sport that's right but yeah. That's why this one specifically to me, because it is gymnastics. And like, if you're not there, like fully, if you make one slip up, you can yeah. like having like in midair, the difference between having a perfect landing and like slamming on your neck is not that big. It's not no, that big. Like a it's Chinese like, girl that, that happened to, and uh, yeah. Leo DiCaprio had to go visit her in the hospital. Um, well, that was you know, th this shit really happens. And uh, I, I don't I know. See. I I just kind of wished it was framed differently because the weird thing is then she's at the press conference just going, yeah, I wasn't, you know, feeling it. And it looks yep. it, it doesn't kind of you're, you're trying to grasp what was the severity and what was actually happening. And well, I, and I she was I'm just so matter of fact point. about it, as opposed it seemed, to, you know, it seemed to me like it was like it's a mental thing, but it's just like. It's not so much as like I can't deal with the pressure. It's the I wasn't like a hundred percent confident in my head that I could perform the stunt safely. Yeah, I that's that's why I gathered from it from her talking. Yeah, I, just, I guess it's just the, the yeah. Well, it's just the, it's the framing of it because yeah. you you're, you're you know again if you if you mess this up you could get severely injured and it's not a matter of just toughing through it which we all definitely want to see it most athletes do especially when you're rep repping the usa but yeah i would just wish they kind of would have handled this a little bit differently and maybe she just didn't need to even do a press conference afterward like that make was, it look yeah, like that you're was really struggling that yeah. was my whole thing i was like yeah. you didn't need That's, to like have her bring her out and say right what was going on Ooh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. They brought her out like just wasn't feeling it. Yeah. And I'm like, I would love to call into my boss and go just wasn't feeling it. And my my job means nothing compared to, you know, representing yeah. the USA. You've taken a place from another person that may have been able to participate in that. Um, she's I mean, it sucks because she is definitely one the best well, athlete we're of all time. We're talking about the Olympics. We're talking about something that nobody's going to talk about in two weeks, you know. This is yeah. This is not the end all to be all of life. It's just like, hey, if you're not feeling it, good for you. That's great. But I would hate to see you like kind of use this as a platform to move on with life and try to build your brand this way. 
I don't think she's her brand is built though, Maddie. Yeah, I mean, her, she's yeah. she's a legend already. Even if she do never came the to other these girl, do you think the tennis girl's brand was built, or do you think she do you think she used that to build her brand? I mean, Osaka was is a top player to begin with. Um, yeah. I don't know if she's that could be a. Th- I don't think people set out to be. You know, hey, I'm a whack job. It um, could just like I, it might just happen naturally. Like she might not be doing it. It could be like the ESPNs of the world and like the the sports media pushing her as this, and then she's just kind of like stuck with it. Yeah, like it sort of just happens organically, yeah. but then it then it snowballs into something it really isn't, and that well, might be what's happening with Osaka. Hopefully, this yeah. is it for Simone Biles. Hopefully, well, she's Osaka able to. Is in the Olympics. That's the weird thing, right? She got beat by like the forty second player in the world, yeah. uh, too. So the, she's not going to benefit. You don't benefit from this. You know, like it's a big distraction as well, far as your you actual don't performance benefit, goes. But you get your you. The press she's getting is 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 amazing, and it's like, yeah, I think it's cool that like if you're really not feeling it, that's awesome. You're well, like, fuck it, I don't. Wanna- in most cases, you're gonna make way more money and have more doors open for you by being a winner than I by- disagree. I, uh, I'm disagree. with uh, I'm with Luke on this one. More often I than think not, being a victim, make, won, like, a, being a victim makes you so much more money. Now, no victimhood is so much bigger. It, it makes certain people, but these are like people that are on the top of their game, though. It this makes, is so like, yeah, but how and like grifting, grifting makes grifters money if you're a professional grifter. But those people usually don't have anything else going on. Like Naomi Osaka is a professional yeah. top tier tennis player. She'd make way more through endorsements yeah, and, like Maddie, Nike and playing tennis. I think you're comparing this to somebody like things you've seen between like actresses or athletes on the downside of their career um, that maybe can't really make as much money from just the straight up profession as what you've seen. Whereas these are people that are on the top of their career. Well, I'm probably very, very, very not understanding. And you're just a bitter, cynical man. You're jaded. No compassion. (laughs) Zero. None. What get about me? There, what about Maddie? Get out there, do your flips. Stop being a baby. You're the number one in the world. <laughs> Represent the red, white, and blue. If we need to put on some Rocky music, do you think Rocky, when he was in fucking Russia, like running around and, and, and like they put him in that shitty house? I mean, Ivan Drago was a beast. He killed fucking Clubber, like me and killed Clubber Lane, he killed Apollo Creed. You know, I mean, and Rocky still represented our country. Do you think Rocky would have made more money by saying, uh, I'm just not feeling it today uh, and I'm worried about getting injured by Drago? Yeah. He's so scary. In um, 2021, he would have won the ESPY if he dropped out. You think he would have won like, the ESPY, the Arthur Ashe Award? Yeah, they were um, like, he was the number one boxer and he was going to face the, the scary Russian. And he backed out because he realized there's more than competition in life. And, and then Rocky just does uh, ads for better help. Uh, oh, yeah. Going forward. Now, I, I'm, I'm a little tough on these girls. I, I apologize. I, I probably yeah. uh, I was a little tough. on. You're them. jaded. It's fine. It's yeah. Fine. I, I watched like, the, Listen, I watched. You know, it's another week and Maddie's mad at another chick. That's all there is to it. No, I want you know, one one girl's getting one too many glasses of wine. Then the next yeah. one won't compete in the Olympics. 
I mean, I just I'm I'm seeing a pattern here. I don't when know. you're seeing Brian Pillman wrestle with no ankle, taking IVs out of his body to wrestle in the WWE, taking bumps from Stole Cold Steve Austin with a broken ankle. Yeah, he's hopped up on Oxycontin too. <laughs> you do what you got to do, man. So you're saying we should have just thrown some pills at her and uh, yeah, so give her push, some oxygen, push her out there. Her more, more like, more like though, like Paxil or something like that, like for for not not like painkillers because she's not in pain. Would you have more, said, like, look, you faced you faced Larry Nasser. You've been through worse. Get out there. By the way, that guy's a, just a piece of shit monster, though. That's a whole fucking nah, you, Well, it's a joke, Matt. You're supposed to just animal. move on quickly from it. Now you're and dwelling Michigan on it, State. making me look and like a Michigan creep. State. Thank you. And Michigan State, by the way. Yeah, it's, a, not it's a, that, not definitely a Spartan blue. thing. Yeah. All right. Speaking of uh, USA disasters, the basketball team also lost to France. I don't know when they're playing next or if they played tonight. Since then. They are playing tonight. Tonight what, for what us. What does tonight mean? Okay. Tonight means I think it's tonight for us, or it's right now. Sometime they're playing Iran, and they're favored by like twenty-two. Dude, if they lose to oh that, my god! I don't think they'll lose to Iran, but I don't think they'll cover. Yeah. <laughs> Who is the star in Iran? The Iron Sheik. Is... Yeah. Yeah, Iron Sheik's bringing it back. Yeah. You know, I have a theory. Like, let's say this: they did go right, finish their season, and then go right and have to play the Olympics. Yeah, there are three players in the I'm having trouble hearing. What's you. that, Jim? You cut out for a sec. There are, th- there are three players on the USA Olympic men's basketball team that just fucking got there. Right. Yeah, I know. Right. I know Devin Booker was one it of was them. One. Um, and Zach Levine and a- has COVID everywhere, so that's hard for him. That's right. Did but- you hear Duncan Robinson was upset that he was not picked to replace the white guy, uh, Kevin Love, when Kevin Love had to leave? So, <laughs> is that what he said he wanted to be the one? Yes. Well, Jalen Rose was like, when, when Kevin Love was picked, he's like, no, just go all black. Don't be afraid. Just go all black. And now he's got it. So uh, we'll see. I just happens. think they're exhausted. But, I think a lot of these of guys are. They long they're exhausted. There's no chemistry. We don't have any uh, yeah. men out there. And in, in the world basketball, I mean, a, a large portion of the NBA oh, now is international. The, these guys are good now. They have, you know, the, the dream team, like jumping over people and dunking and winning by 40 is not going to be so common anymore. When I when I bet 50 bucks on the Utah Jazz game six versus the Clippers and they're up by 30 and all they got to do is play a little defense. Where the fuck was Rudy Gobert for me? <laughs> I mean, he played great in the fucking Olympics, but God. Did he... So I actually, I also saw a theory on why the U.S. men's team isn't like performing. So what would you say the, the biggest advantage the Americans have over everyone else? I would say the athleticism is like the biggest advantage that our players have over general every yeah. other country. Sure. Okay. So the way the Olympics do basketball is they, do, they have a shorter three-point line and it's a shorter court overall. So that eliminates the athleticism portion of it. You know, I kind of feel then they could be hitting threes from the other rim. You know, you would think think so. The Boston Bruins back in the day had the smallest rank, and they always used to say they used to build that team around having a smaller rank. Yeah, and that would that so they didn't have more. It's like baseball bruisers and finesse guys. Yeah, like Olympic hockey, the the rank is much bigger. So uh, always interesting things to, to, I just think they're tired, but that's a good theory for sure. 
Now they're probably tired. They're prob probably going to need some time to gel too. We'll see if they can correct the course, but uh, I mean, the no. Olympics have been a, a shithole for the Americans. Yeah. I still think we're leading in gold medals, though. It's not enough. Not enough. We need more. We need more. We used to be, it just be Jim. Be have you been following the Olympics? Uh, what other stories are going on? Oh, a little bit. Also, we're in third place when it comes to gold medals. Okay. Uh, what else have you been watching? Any you betting on any of these things? I've been betting on some stuff. So I bet um, uh, it's so fucking hard with these time differences to know yeah. what's going on when. So I don't know if it's already happened or not, but I bet on uh, men's 200 meter freestyle and swimming. I bet on some of the skateboarding. I bet some of the tennis. I bet some of the handball. I do it. And I have Patrick Reed to win the golf tournament. Well, now, how do you how do you uh, base your picks on these? Uh, you know, skateboarding and handball. I don't follow my picks on any of these. I, I'm just going by pure gut. Do you like even know Tony if you won? Do you check back in? That's what you, I'm. You so are, I need to. I check back at like the end of the week to see how I do. <laughs> you, you believe if Tony Hawk, and he was going to do a 720 McTwist, whatever the fuck he did. Do you really think he would say that day that like, yeah, I'm not feeling it? Fuck no. Man, bitter Maddie. He would do a 900 McTwist. Knock, knock. It's bitter Maddie at the door. <laughs> also, what two countries do you think are ahead of the U.S. in gold medals right now? Oh, you definitely China, China and uh, Russia. Nope, Japan. Russia is behind us by, by two. So we probably have some nine. other team that benefited 10. from an early big thing. China and Japan, uh, Australia. Maybe. Yes, Maddie. Maddie's right. Japan is, is in the lead with eleven. Really? That's you always got to go the whole country. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Japan has Japan. eleven. China has ten, and we have nine. Russia has. Not good uh, enough. And well, we'll catch up at the track and field usually. Because because we lost. Uh, they won softball. They beat us at softball. How do we lose at softball? If Donald Trump was president, we would have 25 gold medals right now. <laughs> You're probably right. That's what they I were trying that, to do with the uh, January 6th. It was secure our place in uh, Olympic history. That's what yeah. they were. Yeah. It really wasn't so much about Donald as much. Joe Biden has sent wimps to Japan. <laughs> I'm just having fun. I'm just teasing everybody. I'm silly. <laughs> No, it's not. You're an alt writer. You're canceled. Get the fuck off my show. This is the QAnon Sports Hall. <laughs> Alex <laughs> Jones Sports. Welcome, welcome everybody. What the Japanese are putting frogs in softballs? This is a conspiracy. She came as a spy. Okay, we got some heroes returning to their football teams finally. Uh, oh, Aaron Rodgers and uh, Deshaun Watson back at camp. Uh, let's. Touch on Aaron Rodgers first. Glad I didn't Eddie, burn that Green Bay Super Bowl ticket. It, it, let me tell you something. If you think Simone, Simone Bale's got a bed, wait till I tee off on Aaron Rodgers. I cannot <laughs> believe this bullshit he's pulling. You know what it's like? Let's say you got a, a buddy and he's got like a girlfriend and she treats him like shit. And he's like, I'm going to break up with her. I'm going to break up with her. And you're like, good for you, man. I'm glad you're 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 done taking her bullshit. It could work vice versa. A girl could again another thing. another villain woman. No, I'm saying I'm saying a girl could be mad at a guy, and she's like, look, I'm breaking up with them. That and never like, happens. Finally, they're standing up for themselves, and you're like, wow, that's so good because you 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 complained about him for the whole summer, 
and now the summer's almost over and the fall's starting and you're going to start over and you had enough of that awful shit that you've been complaining about and riling everybody up all summer. Next thing you know, on Instagram, picture of you guys together. Like, oh, look at us, you know, cuddling, whatever. And you're like, oh, my God. That's what Aaron Rodgers is pulling. He, he put us through so much goddamn drama to now just be like, yeah, I'm back. Well, didn't they restructure his contract or something? Well, we yeah, I mean, they gave into a lot of his demands, but still, he still was like, he, you know, he, he put up a whole stink and then all of a sudden he just fucking buckled or whatever. I don't understand. Yeah, where do you stand on this? I think I think this was his plan all along. He's just he's buying this in. He's getting everything he wants. He gets to play another year at Green Bay, and then he gets to go wherever he wants. What was it? Is he just got? He just has one year left. Is that it? Or? I think so. Yeah. Like Green Bay is basically like honoring what he wants. They're just saying like, come play for us this year, and then afterwards we'll just let you go wherever you want. We don't like we'll just separate. It's fine. It's we're done at that. Is and that then a good back thing? Year. I mean, is that no. like is that like a no. lame duck situation? It's terrible. <laughs> it's horrible. It's, pretty, it's horrible. It's to pretty dumb, but I think that means Aaron Rodgers is going to go super fucking hard this year. You think so? He went I think super so. hard the year before. I mean, look, they they have. I mean, he was MVP last super year. Bowl. Like, I know. How is he going to go harder? Watch yeah. for the repeat. <laughs> look, repeat he, he he's a. I mean, look, he's got the most talent I've ever seen as a quarterback. I just can't stand this attitude. And I just like this summer was just drama, drama. Like, you know, a lot of guys keep it in house. A lot of guys, you know, like if they want to trade, they, they demand a trade and they get out and they move on. But man, he was weird. He was just, he kept things very, very like, like, so everybody was guessing on what was going on to create more drama. Then his tweet about the Bucks was really shitty. What I thought that? that was very telling. He congratulated the Bucks on winning, and he he like specifically was like the two general managers really did an incredible job, and everybody was like, "Dude, that's such a fuck you to the whatever that guy's name, Warren Hurst or whatever the GM." Like everybody's like, "What a fuck you to him." I'm just like, "Dude, you carried on all summer, and now you're just gonna come back like nothing happened." Such I think, garbage. I think Aaron Rodgers. I don't know how many if we've ever really seen it quite like this before, I think he just really loves drama. I, I think, think he does I too. I mean, Rogers he dates a, a Hollywood queen. girl. Why doesn't he's a he? Drama queen. Yeah. He wants to be a part of Hollywood. Yeah. yeah he wants to host Jeopardy. He's, he's hanging out with Miles he, Teller. He only uh, dates famous girls too. I mean, Miles Teller's only been in one good movie, dude. You got to upgrade your, your fucking friends. Who do you hang like, out with? What big, what nobody, big nobody, but like Miles Teller is the equivalent of like somebody like, uh, who is the guy in the movie? Uh, fuck, I forget the movie. Uh, <laughs> I'm all over the place. It's a great now. analogy here. That's impressive. Ryan Felipe. Yeah. yeah, it's like you're hanging out with Ryan Felipe. No, that guy's cool. Well, exactly, but he hasn't been in a movie in a long time. I got you. So you're judging his company. Yeah, you got to go with A-listers, dude. You got to be with fucking Ryan Reynolds or or somebody like that where you now you look like you're, you're really in Hollywood instead of some B-list guy who's in one good movie. Whiplash was fantastic, but that's it. God, it was so good. Miles Teller, welcome to the show. I just yeah, yeah, I really think he's just like a drama seeker. He just loves the drama. He's all about it. 
That's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, yeah. he put everybody through hell this summer. You know, well, from drama. Well, let's let's okay, let's go on from here. I'm tired of his fucking ass. So, for, so from drama seeker to hand job seeker, Deshaun Watson is back with the Texans after uh, wanting a trade and then being accused of sexual assault by a gazillion women. Uh, now there's actual police reports about it as opposed to just a civil suit. Uh, where do we see this going, Jim? Uh, until something comes out, I'm still assuming he's going to play. And congratulations to like early fantasy drafters that grabbed yeah. on him. To you know, what's really funny the about the NFL pun. You know, it's super funny about the NFL. You know, they're always like, yeah, we're doing an on, we're doing our own ongoing investigation. Their ongoing investigation is hoping something breaks with the police or something before they can finish their investigation because they really don't know what to do. Like they really don't know how to handle the situation. So they're, they're really hoping something bigger happens. So then they can make their decision that way. What's bigger. I mean, we have the major league baseball in the middle of the season. Um, Things are heating up now. We're past the all-star break and Trevor Bauer is just on extended leave. That just keeps getting extended. Well, I'll tell you what's bigger. Press is charged. If there's charges pressed against them, then the NFL can now, you know, suspend them or whatever. Like, you know, he's not going to play. But if presses aren't charged, the NFL is not going to know how to handle this. They are not going to know how to handle this. Yeah, as long as it stays in civil suit, I think NFL is like scummy enough that they would still let him play 100%. Okay, well, let's let's touch on the let's get to the Trevor Bauer stuff, too, because this yeah. thing just will not end. It, it, there's no end in sight for this. They keep sure. talking about, uh, you know, there'll be a hearing for the restraining order, but that doesn't really mean much. Uh, what's going to happen? What should the Dodgers do? There's also reports saying that he's a, a cancer in the clubhouse, but then that's sort of been refuted a little bit, too. Um, I, is, are the pictures what's really doing them in here? And the pictures are pretty fucking terrible. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty bad. I, if you look at like a guy like Clayton Kershaw, and he's a nice Christian guy, and like I always see pictures of uh, who's the third baseman that looks like Teen Wolf, uh, Jason, uh, Justin no. Turner. Yeah, Justin Turner. Like they're all married. They're family guys. It's like a very they. I always see their ping pong tournament. I mean, Trevor Bauer is just like he doesn't really fit in with that crew and. I mean, you don't think I his BDSM under- ways are, uh, you know, adaptable? I don't know. I mean, look, like he's got so much talent. So think about the Cleveland Indians. Francona goes out to the mound. He takes the baseball. I've never seen this in my 40 years of life. He takes the baseball. He throws it in the outfield into the stands. I've never seen it happen. The next day they got rid of him. And, and they're saying like the Indians are like, look, this guy's got all the talent in the world, but he's a he's a he's there's something wrong with him like he's there he's there's something wrong with his personality or or how he's made up and it's scary and i don't know i uh i probably wouldn't want him on my team i don't know it's yeah it's pretty fucked up Uh, i think his is a little different than the fact that there's pictures and it's very like recent sure and yeah, yeah it's to me, I feel like the pictures are what's really the difference here because when you can actually, when you have something you can see, regardless yeah. of, you know, and we don't know the story if there was sure. 
talk like it could have been a consensual hitting or something and that happens in life um yeah but you know we're we don't want to assume you know we want to err on the side of the of the victim here until you know yeah. it's proven otherwise it's yeah it's i i to me it, it probably is just the pictures that is the big difference here because i think deshaun watson's thing is 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 being investigated as a criminal thing too bauer yeah. still doesn't have uh any charges leveled leveled against but it him will yet. but they're trying to work that out that's yeah they're trying the mlb is hosting their own investigation as well so which what mlb is doing the same thing the nfl is doing they're hoping that the police you know take yeah, action they're just first. waiting there Biding their time. Yeah. It's kind of a, a, a shitty thing because you would like the NFL and the MLB to step in right away and be like, we're not going to tolerate this. But they really understand the rules of the, the MLBPA and the NFLPA. And they also understand, like, you know, how do you suspend somebody if it's like, you know, word of mouth? Like, if there's no criminal charges, it's like, what is constitutional for somebody to lose their job? I don't really know. I mean, these things are pretty fucking bad, but they much rather have, you know, an investigation and arrest so they don't have to deal with it. And then they can deal with it afterwards and then be like, all right, we did our investigation and we're going to do this because he was arrested. Yeah. But if they're not arrested, NFL and the MLB is like, uh oh, what do we do? Absolutely. Yeah. They're like, they always just try and buy their time, see what they should do. And I mean, sometimes they'll just whatever, whatever makes them the most money is what they're going to do. Well, in the meantime, uh, Trevor's uh, collecting 30 mil a year until we get some sort of resolution on this. Uh, Last week, we uh, we hit the breaking news of Texas and Oklahoma possibly joining the SEC. It now looks inevitable. And Jim is up in arms. It looks like it could go down in 2025. A lot of this is due to the SEC having uh, left CBS and uh, signing a contract which takes over in that year of 2025 with revenue sharing with ESPN. And wow. So this is what's big with all their uh, potential suitors is that they have, you know, they have they'll give you a list money if you're going to join and they probably will have deeper pockets than anywhere else. So it. Jim, you're a big college football guy. You have any new revelations on this? Anything else that you so, see where this is headed? Right now, you're saying you're saying 2025. That's what Oklahoma and Texas put on their like bid to the SEC. They're only saying that because they have to mm-hmm. legally. Um, I assume money and lawyers will get involved heavily and try and push that to 2023 or maybe even 2022 at the earliest. Wow. Yeah, they want out. Insane. But I could I could very easily see it in 2023 that Oklahoma and Texas are now in the SEC, which means, in my opinion, if you're any conference, not just Power Five conferences, any conference, any team, you need to start being proactive yesterday. You need to be getting on the phone. Like, if you want to expand, get on the phone right now. Talk to fucking Texas Tech. Talk to Oklahoma State. Talk to these teams. It like does the it just it it blows up everything and this is the craziest realignment we've ever fucking seen. Who who knows? I, who knows what's I'm, gonna happen? I'm, it's chaos I'm, right now. I'm shocked that the CBS lost the SEC. 
I mean, how could they lose that? That's big money. That's it's, the yeah, biggest college football. Well, they didn't want to. Apparently, the thing is they didn't want to hand out more money because they weren't guaranteed like an a list if they didn't get a list um Games. type teams you yeah. know there's probably a, a list of about four to five teams that would qualify for that you know some of the, the other blue bloods out there uh but well cbs never showed like vanderbilt versus all mess i mean they stuck with alabama florida yeah well Georgia. i think they mainly just show the game of the week Auburn. don't they like the SEC yeah, game they, of the like, week. They, they yeah they never they never mess with the 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 like lower tier of the SEC, but I mean, you're losing the Iron Bowl, you're losing Alabama, Georgia. I mean, these are the games that people. These are the biggest rated games probably of the year. Probably, yeah. I don't. I think this gets. I think things just will get factioned harder until everybody just sort of the NCAA collapses, and then it's just regional wastelands of of uh conferences and then they'll just go you know this sucks let's get some other type of ncaa organization to oversee all this or everybody just joins the sec one of the two let's go pods if we're gonna go in this direction of super conferences i am team pods what exactly is a pod so what i'll i'll use the the new sec as a potential example so it'd be 16 teams you would break it off into four 14 pods. So you'd have like Oklahoma, uh, Texas, Missouri, and uh, Texas like A&M. Arkansas. Maybe Texas A&M unless you want to like flip those two or something. But you just have okay. a four 14 pods. You play all the you play all the teams in your pod every year. So you play three other teams every single year. And then for the rest of your conference, you play one pod each year. You just circle through the rest of the pod. So you're playing these teams once every three years. And then you, you know still have your like, you still have your protected rivalries. You get like two or three protected rivalries. So like Texas, Texas A&M play every year. Um, oh, oh, you uh, like LSU or something Texas. like that would play every year or something like that. Well, th- those teams would be in the same pod, but you like you're in your pod, you have your protected rivalries. And then every other game besides that, you just cycle through different pods. You just rotate. So you're playing way more often than the SEC even plays now, where I don't think Georgia has gone to visit Texas A&M since Texas A&M joined the conference in 2011. That would be a sick pod. Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, Florida. What a pod. The issue with that is is you try and do pods like super regional. So a pod like that would be, it'd be like Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, and uh, some other specific team. It's but you don't you want to do it. Georgia, Alabama every year. I would love to see it, but you can do like a protected rivalry. But you, the the cool thing with pods is even if they're not in the same pod, you're still able to see it more yeah. often than we are now. Gotcha. That's yeah. Like my thought process today: if you're going to be going to these gigantic conferences, you got to do pods. Otherwise, when the fuck is Texas ever going to play Florida? Like what's the, what's the point of these teams being in the same conference that they're never going to play? Yeah, I have a feeling it's all just going to be kind of messy for a few years. Once they always get it wrong, just like they only have four teams. I was also talking about this could be the start of the end of college football as we know it, and that's a that's a sad, that's a potentially very sad thing. Well, oh, well that might be the XFL's advantage, though. Well, I did it, mention that. But I think. It will get worse, but then I think it will get better. 
because they all want to work together to make money. And so I think it right now you're seeing the arms race, which is trying to benefit the teams within certain conferences, whereas opposed to at some point, they're going to find much more benefit between working together between all the conferences and making sure the top teams play each other and there's a, a, a large oh, wow. enough playoff, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, as of now, it just looks like some sort of, uh, you know, like when an asteroid breaks up entering the atmosphere, it's like, what I, the fuck is happening? Where's everything I did going? See, I did see a crazy take. I was listening to Andy Staples uh, talk and his take. And I was like, this is crazy enough that I'm going to get on board with it. The Big Ten absorbs like a decent amount of teams from the Pac-12. And they create this super national, super mega conference. It's like a 20 team conference. Oh, yeah. So like that- the Big Ten... The Big Ten grabs Oregon, USC, Washington, UCLA, and Cal and Stanford. I could definitely see that. I could see those two, you know, Pac-10 or Big Ten and Pac-12, they've had a long history together forever. So it's a natural sort of thing. And, you you know, the Big Ten could be, you know, have its own pods and then, Pac-12 yep. has its own pods and uh, they both try and like position themselves as like academic conferences. Sure. Um, yeah, no, it's going to be, we, we have no idea what this is going to look like. At the no end of the fucking day, clue. Like you, you could have like, you know, those, those two could, could be participating and it would almost be like national league and American league, but it's just those two conferences where they just cross over once in a while and all this shit. It's really going to be a weird weird mess for a the while AAC could absorb all the rest of the big 12 teams and create the like super conference of the g5 which wouldn't even be the g5 anymore it'd be something completely different the, <laughs> I, there's already talks that boise state to the aac could be like a thing in the near future so imagine if the aac grabs like these eight big 12 teams and then boise state and byu or something like that yeah i i think right. they'd be better go ahead maddie no i'm just saying this is all crazy it's just Realignment such... is crazy. It's it's yeah. insane. Well, it's like picture if the NFL, if there was no NFL, but you had all those teams, and then the uh, divisions were conferences. Yep. And, you know, and you're just sort of step, you know, putting games together, but there's no real structure, uh, overall r- structure. Uh, yeah. So this thing is, it's gonna reek. It probably is gonna reek for a while. Uh, it's I agree. and and every time I talk about this, I have to start and end with fuck Texas. That's right, fuck Texas. I, I fuck I the agree. burnt orange. The burnt uh, Texas, orange Texas, Texas. They they could have made a stand. They could have done something interesting. They have a, so much clout. Also, they got their own network, the Longhorn Network. So I, it they kind of look like bitches just joining the SEC like that. To yeah. be honest. And they're going to get treated uh, like bitches. Side note, breaking news for America and back to the Olympics talk. Katie Ledecky fucking wins gold medal in the 1500 meter uh, freestyle swimming. So fuck yeah, America. She's the first. This is like a new event they just started this year for the women's. So she's the first person to ever win gold in this event. She's got to be one of the most decorated uh, athletes now. Right. I'm glad she had no anxiety about drowning. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm mean today. Point nine three miles. 
She almost swam a whole mile. Dude, you could die. If your anxiety's fucked up, you're going to drown and die. Or get eaten by a shark. So are you proposing an anxiety test before any sporting event now, nah, Maddie? I'm just being silly. I'm just overheated. <laughs> <laughs> but hats off to Kenny Ledex. Hey, Maddie, get why don't you bucks. why don't you uh, catch us up on some NFL or NHL news? Oh, the only thing that happened today was uh, Mark Andre Fleury got traded from the the Vegas Knights to the Blackhawks. Two time, no Stanley Cup champ. Been to the Stanley Cup with two different teams, which is almost impossible for a goaltender. Very, very great career. Uh, and then I heard he was traded. He didn't know he was traded. He found out about it on Twitter. And there's talks like, you know, you know, about how poorly a team can treat a guy that was really good. They got him to the Stanley Cup in their first season, who's had three, four great seasons with the Knights. So this is the Blackhawks game. I still think he's got a lot left in the tank. He's a good goalie. Occasionally, mentally, he'll have some problems. Has he, he sat out because of anxiety? No, never. <laughs> never. But it was, it was a weird move that they traded him, and they, he, he wasn't told. That is weird. That is pretty yeah. – yeah, that's a weird thing to do. Yeah, that guy's a legend. You never want to learn about that on Twitter. I mean, he's a great goalie. He's a fantastic freaking goalie. So the Blackhawks – They'll be back. You know, they still have Kane. They still have some decent players. This is certainly going to help them. And, you know, the Knights are going to go a different direction. So okay. that's about it. All right, guys. It's time. Who wants to sing us in? I don't have the clip. Uh, <laughs> how does the song go again? On the dark side. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Don Cavity. Usually it fades out after that. <laughs> Pretty much. That's all Dark we can afford. Side. Oh, Sarah, I'm trying to play the one clip I do have, and uh, I'm not sharing my screen with you guys. Uh, it's all right. Oh, I, I'm, I'm curious to know what clip you got. Uh, I don't I, I didn't get a lot of great clips from this one, to be honest, which is funny because, OK, this week we are dealing with the dark side of the ring match made in heaven. It's about macho man Randy Savage and his relationship with his manager, uh, the beautiful Miss mm-hmm. Elizabeth. Oh, uh, she was beautiful. Yeah, this was a cool one because it was uh, a different angle. Macho man, of course, is a legend, but um Having him juxtaposed with Elizabeth, which I didn't even appreciate when I was younger, it was just really a genius move. And it really is like, uh, you know, sort of having King Kong with the uh, beautiful woman. It kind of gives him a heart. Uh, Maddie, what were your takeaways from this? Well, this is one of my favorite episodes. And, you know, I was a big, uh, well, I was a huge WWF fan because I grew up in New York and that's the only wrestling we got. So the Macho Man was a big part of my childhood. And Elizabeth was like they said, she was he was very mean to her. He was very overprotective. He'd yell at her and you would watch it. And like they say in the thing, it was like, how can you be with this this terrible man that treats you so bad? And you would watch it. And like I remember one time somebody in the crowd gave her flowers, which was probably staged. And he took the flowers and he smashed them. And then there was a guy that there was a wrestler named George the Animal Steel. Oh, yeah. Whose gimmick was he was like mentally retarded. Like that was his gimmick, you know? That so, was, like, uh, do an interview, and he was really ugly looking. Yeah. And he would go, Me, 
fight, macho man. Me think I'm going to win. Me like Elizabeth. So he had a big crush on Elizabeth. And you'd watch it and it was like the ugly guy that... So I always I always liked George the Animal Steel. This was kind of like a thing in my life later, you know, like the ugly, nice guy that I'm such a nice, wonderful guy that would treat these ladies so well is with a jerk like Macho Man. So... To me, like it was, it was high drama. You know, it was one of the greatest wrestling gimmicks of all time, if not the best. And like they say in it, like he lived his gimmick. He had mm-hmm. to be an asshole. Yeah, back like, in the day, they, back in the day, you had to live your gimmick because um, kayfabe was not broken back then. No. And people, would, if they saw you in the community, you had to sort of be keep that mentality and keep your character yeah. up because otherwise they would report you. <laughs> so, so he had to live like that 24 seven. Yeah. So he was with this beautiful woman and, you know, she was so sweet and nice and he was such a mean guy. And it was like, they worked so well together. They didn't show when he shoved her uh, on a Saturday night's main event. He basically pushed her like he picked her up and he threw her across the room. They, yeah. they did not put that in there, but which probably, you know, would have people would have gone nuts, but that's happened one night. And uh, my favorite part of it was Jake the Snake Roberts because they actually had a fucking cobra bite Macho Man in the middle of the ring. Yeah. Which they can never do today. And the story about Macho Man being like, oh, we're going to do something a little different today. And he goes to Jake, he's like, is the snake fixed? And Jake is like, of course it's fixed, you dumb son of a bitch. And then he made fucking Jake the snake. He made him bite the snake. No, he made the snake bite him. I mean, my bad. My, he made, yeah, yeah. He, made, he, he had is... the snake bite him right. to, show, to show Macho Man that it was fixed. And then Macho Man just stood there for an hour to make sure he didn't take any arsenic You're not taking or anything any like that. antidote, no yeah. pills or nothing. How you yeah. feeling? Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm pissed off, you son of a bitch. Like, yeah. <laughs> so that was yeah. the funniest part. And I then, well, could let it, yeah. The conclusion of that story was that he then, when Macho Man got bit in the ring, it, it was like clung to Macho's bicep and Jake could not yep. get it off I of know. him. And it was just, it, it just went on way too oh, long, way too stuck. long. <laughs> I remember seeing it live as a kid and like, you know, it was a different time back then. So it was like, it's just what the WWF did. But nowadays I'm like thinking about it, it's like, they actually had a fucking Cobra bite a guy in the middle of the <laughs> ring. Like, you know, PETA would go nuts today. Everybody would go crazy. No, that was it was awesome. It was fucking insane. But then, like, you know, it gets sad. She finally leaves him and then goes to a worse guy, Lex Luger, one of the worst wrestlers of all time. And he essentially gets her popped on pain pills, beats her up, and pretty much her life is ruined. Yeah, I love uh, Macho Man's professions of love to Elizabeth were pretty fantastic. Will like, you yeah. marry me? <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, the greatest thing ever was when Hogan and him were the mega powers, and then it started like, Elizabeth, yeah. Will you marry me? Yeah. God, I love goes, Macho. Oh Don't. yeah. Yeah, we'll have so to do a whole, whole show of just Hogan. some of his interviews one day because All they. I mean, the, the the combination of athleticism with the ability to work a mic, uh, 
pretty unparalleled. Oh, top three I of think. all time. Top yeah. three of all time. And then 100%. the whole thing with Hogan was amazing because now, you know, Hogan did like Elizabeth because Elizabeth was the shiny toy that everybody wanted. And Hogan, as big as Hogan was, he didn't have Elizabeth. And there was like, you could feel like there was real weird sexual tension, even though they were doing an angle and shit. And when he was like, you have Hogan, you have eyes for Elizabeth. Like that was just fucking like drama. Yeah. And it's like, you, you put your hand on her ass way too long. When he's like, after they had won and the the angle was just so great because it just, it just let Macho Man's uh, paranoia just rise to the surface and be completely exaggerated and just so good built up so perfectly for him. Um, I mean, that Saturday night main event and I saw it live when I was a kid. Yeah. When like Hogan brings her back because she got hit and he carries her back to the dressing room. He's crying. So dramatic. Left alone so dramatic back then it was so funny i i mean i shouldn't laugh about him throwing her across the room because that did happen that night but it like it set up like this massive wrestlemania of like macho man versus hogan yeah that was that was the line they hadn't they beat everybody and there was no one else to turn to turn on except each other. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was cool. Cause there was like, everybody has a macho man impersonation, even like oh, Linda yeah. Hogan was really funny. She had each a macho other. man impersonation and yeah, it, she it's, was funny. She was very funny. Yeah. It, it, it's I have a macho man shirt and I, and I have to pick and choose when I wear it out because I know I'm going to get a bunch of people, you know, going, Oh yeah. yeah talking to me in macho man voice uh so it's he's 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 definitely the by far the most impersonated wrestler of all time and a double a former he's got to be right it's like him and hogan yeah hogan people say like i mean he's he's like gotta be number one everyone does the cream of the crop bit yeah the cream of the crop yeah yeah like even non wrestling fans, it like because even non wrestling fans know him from fucking Spider Man. When we were in high oh, that's school, that's true. Yeah, all we would do at, at lunch is just go. We would just do the Slim Jim commercials. So you go, gotta have, oh beef. yeah, gotta have spice, Get a little excitement, and we would just do that all day. At well, lunch those really, the, what I didn't realize is how much those really kept his career going because oh, he was yeah. sort of on the on the back end of his career at yep. that point. Mm. And and those commercials just did it right. And it, it was it just brought him back. And it, it was lucrative, too. And that, that's why the WCW wanted to sign him, because then all the uh, all the Slim, Slim Jim money came to WCW as well as like yep. uh, three quarters of a million dollars. He was never the same after about 91, 92. Like he was just it was like there was the Macho Man in the 80s that was so unique and so powerful. And so awesome. And then there was the guy in the 90s that was kind of like, it's kind of like a rock star that's like hanging on that plays the county fair, you know? Yeah. Like a kid rock. It's like kid rock now. Just playing the hits. Yeah. And you're just like, ah, his gimmick is like long over and it's kind of for the birds now. But in the 80s, he was the man. He really Yeah. Well, they, they talked about that too. They said, that basically when Elizabeth finally left him, that that really sunk him. Like, yeah, he was just yeah, never was like quite the, the same. Kind of. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
Yeah. But and it's fan funny, fantastic episode. Yeah. Sadly, uh, then she got with Lex Luger. Uh, it was abusive. He was, you know, drugged out of his mind. And then she eventually succumbed to, you know, drinking pills and vodka. Yeah. So you could do pills and you can do vodka. Just never do them together. Don't. Or do it, do it when you're 120 pounds. Don't do it that a 300 pound man. Would yeah. Do. Pills will get you, people. Pills yeah, always will. will get you. So if you're, yep. if you drink and you have pills uh, over the long term, that's where your liver goes. So don't do pills. It's bad. And everybody just loved Elizabeth. She was a very classy lady. She was like, he, fa- he met her while working at a gym. She worked at the front desk. So it was like kind of this beautiful love and and there was a beautiful love story. And unfortunately, in the wrestling world, there's the dark side. Yeah. Of the ring. Yeah. Of the ring. <laughs> OK. Got, yeah. So another great episode. We'll figure out what to do next week. Um, they should be, you know, be a good one is roll for it all. Oh, yeah. OK, we'll do that. Brawl for all. Yeah. So if anybody's listening out there and you want to follow along, check out the, the, the first two seasons are on Hulu. Uh, which the brawl brawl for all is in that tells the story of when the WWE was just getting their ass kicked in ratings. So they decide to have real boxing matches with their, with their wrestlers who were definitely not equipped to do such. And there were just injuries and careers ruined and the people you didn't want to win won, And it was just a fucking mess. And we will dissect that next week. And most important, Jim Cornette calling Vince Russo a shit stain for an hour and a half. Yes, that whole that whole episode is one Jim Cornette soundbite after another. It is fantastic. Guys, we're hitting the end of the show. Anything we missed? Any updates? Any late-breaking news? Aaron Rodgers is not going to be playing in 2021. Just came in. Oh, really? He's Where is he now? He just doesn't want to play. So he he's back out. Jeopardy. He's out. Jim. He actually just got a, He got hired from Jeopardy, and then he just quit five minutes. There you ago. go. And he's hand, he's Jeopardy hanging out with quit. Andy Dick at a bar in uh, yeah. West LA. <laughs> I don't have anything going. Oh, I do have one thing going on. Yeah, I have my uh, my mid year report on my YouTube channel right now. Okay, uh, I just go over everything that's gone on with the XFL this year, everything that's kind of gone on with uh, a couple other sports I follow, and then everything that's just gone on with me and the garage this year. Uh, it's kind of just like a catch-up. I'll do another one at the end. I do a beginning of the year, end of the year, and uh, middle of a, the year. Do you call it the state of the garage address? I, oh, fuck. That, oh, God, that's so good. That one's on me. That's a freebie, pal. Yeah, that's a freebie. State of the garage. I, I fucking love it. But this one's extremely special because it does end with a giveaway. So and a giveaway. What are you giving away? I'm actually so I'm starting to do some uh, some garage, some XFL gyms, some themed merch that I've been uh, kind of like mulling around nice. in my head for designs and whatnot. So it's a oh, prototype. Sick. It's a prototype T-shirt. It'll be one of a kind uh, of a prototype T-shirt for stuff I've designed. Wow. Awesome. Looking Very forward cool. to that. So, Jim, where can they find you in all your uh, forms online? Everybody can find me XFL Jim on YouTube. That's where you want to go for the, the big heavy hitting stuff. It's YouTube XFL Jim, Twitter at XFL Jim. I'm there. I'm, I'm a Twitter holic, so it's a fucking it's a bad bad addiction. Um, Instagram, I'm trying to get more into that, and of course, of course the website I like, I like to do very often. Better than Vegas XFL Jim on Better 
than Vegas. It's like YouTube for fucking sports betting. It's pretty nuts. Absolutely. I think I that's how Maddie found you, by the way. Yeah. It's oh, better fuck. than Vegas. I found you on Twitter. Did you find him on Twitter? Yeah. All right, Maddie. What about you? Where can the folks find you? Uh, Maddie Goldberg one on Instagram. Simone Biles hater X thirty four. That's his. Uh, that's his burner <laughs> right there. That's that's Maddie's burner. I'm all. I think it was beautiful that she. Uh, I think it was courageous, and I'm proud of her. So there's that. Sorry, you said uh, at Maddie Goldberg one. Is that it? Yeah. You know, you just find my name. You'll find me. All I don't, right. you know, I don't have that much going on. I want to, you know, eventually we'll get some sort of Patreon going, but just everybody who enjoyed it, please subscribe and uh, review. And yeah, good- yeah, we're uh, check us out online at Sports Hole Pod. Yeah, and like and review or uh, review us and uh, subscribe. I'm really? at El Rose Hubbard. All right, guys, it's been real. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Sports Hole, and we will see you next week. Have a good one. Bye.